Shalom, shalom, shalom. Welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. My name is Michael Sano. And I'm Rachel Villegas. And this is, as I said, the 12 Cities in Israel podcast, where we bring you a positive view of the people, food, culture in Israel. Um, Let me start off by reading some ads from our wonderful sponsors. Um, Our first one is from iConnect. iConnect, engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. Earn points and connect with Israel with articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. So what exactly is iConnect? Well, iConnect is a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. Their goal is to help you stay connected with Israel no matter where on the globe you are now. Why should you play? Because iConnect introduces you to a unique way to acquaint yourself with all things Israel while working towards winning once-in-a-lifetime experiences. So head on over to www.iconnect.co.il. That's www.iconnect.co.il and start playing now. Next, we'd like to tell you about Israel Phones, which is the leading provider of communications devices for people traveling to Israel. Israel Phones offers SIM cards, MiFi devices, which are mobile Wi-Fi hotspots, travel products, and serves the connectivity needs of tour groups, synagogues, schools, community missions, study programs, and individuals, supplying you With international prepaid SIM cards, cell phones, and USB portable modem hotspot rentals, Israel Phones consistently provides dedicated support for your travel cell, offering cutting-edge technology at competitive prices. For more information on what Israel Phones can do for you on your next trip to Israel, visit www.israelphones.com, www.israelphones.com. All right, guys, welcome to the show. What's up, Rachel? Episode five. Episode. Yeah, we're legit now. <clears throat> this is our. Uh, we got. We does episode five give us street cred? I say so. Okay, but like <laughs> on streets in the U.S. or on streets in Israel, both. Both. Okay, cool. Um, so I let me tell you quickly because I went over well first all right first and foremost so we can get this over with this is very important it's actually not important at all um but people who are watching the video version of this you're going to see something someone beat him up no one beat me up (laughs) so all right do it so there's a big mark on my face all right so i've been playing with that sounds horrible, like a really bad way to start the conversation. So I've been playing with uh, growing my beard out a little bit. And oh. for you men out there, you know, you know, who I'm talking to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, every once in a while, your face doesn't get with the program, doesn't follow along with the program or the schedule and men Get ingrown hairs. Ow. So I just happen to have like three of them right in the same place. And. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I I had to 
I can't believe the podcast. It's honesty. So I had to, I had to unseat the hairs from underneath my skin and it, it got gross. Well, it didn't. Disgusting, satisfying videos. It's not, it's, yeah. So it's not, it's it basically for those of you who are listening, I have this little scab on my face and it looks like I got attacked by a unicorn. Um, but I'm going to be fine. Everyone, I'm going to be okay. He survived. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to get that out of the way because I picked up Bigosh uh, and I said, don't say anything about my face. And she said, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with your face? No, I saw it, but I was like, I'm going to be nice and not say anything about it. About I'm- that gross, big <laughs> mark wound thing on your face. Basically, it looks like... Um, because I could have been cool about it. I've been exercising lately. And I could have said, yeah, it happened while I was doing, you know, with the kettlebell, barbell. And I was, yeah, yeah that took happened. Took a kettlebell to the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, in a, you know, wild dogs. Yeah. I saved a baby from them. You know how it is. Um, and no, I was honest. And I'm being honest with you. So there you go. That's your gross story. <laughs> That's your gross 12 cities in Israel story for the day. Um, all right. So this episode is not about my face. This episode is about what is 12 cities in Israel. Now, in our first episode, we gave you some rundown. We gave you some background on who we are and how we wound up starting this little venture. But I had a phone conversation with a friend of mine, and I'm not going to mention who it is. So just stop. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I had a phone conversation and, and and when I was when I was speaking to him he goes so do you want criticism and my first inclination was uh hell no I absolutely don't want naturally any criticism whatsoever I want you to tell me that I am the cat's ass and that everything is wonderful and that that's the most amazing piece of video work I've ever seen in my life your message was on point every your timing was impeccable I love you. You know what I mean? Of course. Um, But that wasn't exactly what he said. He said, it seems like it's a little bit too long. To which I had a conversation with my wife where she was saying, does he watch podcasts? And I said, well, I don't know because all the podcasts that I watch, some of them are three hours. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, Joe Rogan is. Yeah. Yeah. So his podcast routinely, his interviews are three hours. We're only taking an hour of your time. And, uh, and I got to tell you, there are, um, big laundry halls that I've done where, you know, you, I have three loads of laundry and I've watched two of them. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So that's six hours, uh, cause I do laundry slowly so I can enjoy it. Um, no, it's a special soul. Yes, I am. And, uh, so I, I, I took that criticism one. I, I almost wish he would have said, here's what I think of it. Or do you want to know what I think of it? Okay. But rather than that, he decided to say, this is my criticism of it. And I wasn't prepared for that word. Because what that immediately did, what how that immediately set was there's something wrong with it. The reason you're using that word is because there's something wrong with it. Yeah. 
And my reason for bringing this up is because it ties in with what our mission is. Um, so I'm going to read a quote real quick, ironically from a book that I just read over the weekend. Um, I didn't intend to be talking about this for this episode, but I also didn't intend for the book that I read this weekend to have any relevance whatsoever for this podcast. Um, but so basically what the, these paragraphs, it's, it's three quick paragraphs. Um, and it's about, uh, buzzkill topics and buzzkill topics are, uh, like things like religion, politics, anything controversial, anything that's going to create an opinion. All right. Okay. Okay. So it, the, here it is. It is important to realize the reason that most buzzkill topics are brought into a conversation at all. In my experience, there are two overriding reasons for someone to introduce the chaos of a buzzkill topic. First, someone has undertaken the assumption that having knowledge of a buzzkill topic and also a topic that they view as serious and mature will make them appear informed and knowledgeable. When someone acts on that assumption, the reaction they are looking for isn't exactly to have an open discourse. They are simply seeking validation and want confirmation of their world knowledge prowess. The second reason that most people bring up buzzkill topics is that they want to push their own agenda. Of course, this usually leaves zero room for meaningful discourse and is often inflammatory and offensive. They just want their opinion to be heard to convince people and for people to agree with them. This is from a book by Patrick King called, are you ready for this? Chatter, small talk, charisma, and how to talk to anyone. So we're going to a, uh, we're going to a conference on Sunday. Um, what conference are we going to? Do you know? Do you know the name of it? You may not know the name of it. I didn't no, even. No, you didn't tell me. Oh, we're going to a conference. Be gosh, I got your ticket. <laughs> Meet me there. You told me just bring my student ID. I was like, okay. Um, you oh, you also have to bring your driver's license or a passport. Okay. I have your ticket. Um, you're finding out here. On like me. Episode five. <laughs> um, so we're going to a conference. It's called the Jerusalem. Post conference. Now the Jerusalem. Uh, yeah, having trouble with my mouth. Sorry. So the Jerusalem Post conference is put on by the Jerusalem Post. Now the Jerusalem Post is a newspaper that tends to fall on the conservative side. I know somebody's going to hear this and go, "Oh my gosh, no, it doesn't. It's a full right wing newspaper." Well, I know a bunch of people who work there. And not all of them are right wing. Not all of them are conservative. Um, some of them just like working in the media. And this is the place that they are given the opportunity to work at. Um, and what's interesting is it's a place where a lot of Americans who support Israel, Israel, the country, not Israel's government, not Israel's policies. Some do. Some some support those things. I'm not saying those aren't things to support or they are things to support. Um, what I'm saying is that these people generally just support the state of Israel. And a lot of people get, because it's the Jerusalem Post Conference, um, they, they 
liken it to this really, they get weird about it. Um, just because politics is weird and because newspe- newspapers do something actually that I don't support. Um, newspapers routinely pick a presidential candidate and, or, or support a presidential candidate. In Israel, they'll support a prime minister, you know, a candidate for prime minister. And I, that's always rubbed me the wrong way. It's always been weird because how can I take your word objectively if, on the other hand, you're telling me I should vote for X? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just, it doesn't yeah. feel that way. So it, like everything else, the Jerusalem Post, you have to, you know, read with a grain of salt. Some of this stuff is informative. Some of it is opinion. You there, Nowhere within the whole framework of everything is there a clear de- delineation these days between what is opinion and what is um, straight news. Of course. So the reason why I picked this quote and why this quote spoke to me um, and, and why I brought up the Jerusalem post conferences, but because we have to kind of not sell the show money wise, but we have to get people listening to the show. We have to get people watching the show on YouTube and I want to sell the show. I want to pump the show to a bunch of people who are going to be potential listeners, people who will be interested in the content that we're giving out, interested in the discussions that we'll be having and interested in the mission, um, that we've taken up. Mm-hmm. And I think the mission that we've taken on is something that's never, ever, ever been done before. Um, we're, how do I, apolitical in general? Yeah. I mean, in terms of this, not you, Rachel, not me, Michael, mm-hmm. but 12 cities in Israel is generally apolitical. Yeah. Um, so one person said um, that this was some of the best information that he's ever gotten on on Israel. Remember? Um, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. We, we got a message through our Facebook, and he said, this is some of the best information. It's, it's no BS. It's just straight talk. It doesn't have any, you know, agenda. It's just... People, yeah, people, food, culture, that's all we want to talk about. And I got into a discussion with another friend of mine, a friend of ours, actually, um, which starts with an A, and we saw her at the the graduation. You know I'm talking about. And I was telling her about, about how one of the big things, one of the big things about 12 cities in Israel is the caveat that I specifically put into place that is incredibly important to me and that there's no politics and there's no religion. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We can talk about, we can talk about political figures. We can talk about religious figures. We can talk about historical um, politics, but this show is never going to come down one way or the other and tell you you need to believe this or you need to think this. Um, that's not where we're at. That's not where our head's at. That's not what we're about. Yeah. Um, so because of that big caveat, um, we get to... <laughs> 
we get to skip around a lot of conversations. <laughs> no, but um, so that was the main intention of this show in the first place, too. To like, we we literally we didn't want to sound like every other show or information source about Israel. Absolutely. Um, we, which is funny because when you go and look at information on Italy, when you go to find out stuff about Italy and the modern age and, or, you know, tourism or whatever, they never bring up like Mussolini (laughs) or no, I'm serious. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And some would say that that's relevant. You know what I mean? Yes. Fascism, uh, which is the big buzzword right now, fascist, fascist, fascist. I mean, they were the re- they were the f- they were the first ones. So how come you know it doesn't get brought up? Why? I could tell you why. Because it's not part of that conversation. Um, and what's interesting about the quote that I brought up is, um, individuals who are bringing up these topics are bringing these topics up because they want to push an agenda or they want to show that they are compassionate. I'm compassionate. I'm compassionate for the plight of that's good, but that's between you and whoever. That's not our conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm going to assume you're compassionate and a good person off the cuff. You don't need to prove to me. Yeah. By. I assume everyone's a decent human. Until further interaction. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so so the purpose of 12 Cities in Israel is to talk about why we love Israel and what it is about Israel that we love. And it is not, it's a dynamic subject and it's a multifaceted subject. Using Big $3 words here. You like that? SAT words. Um, But it's true because there are, uh, just like America, you know, America, if you were to think of America, it would be really easy to think of the American flag, belt buckles, and guns. You know what I mean? And that would, in, in a lot of people's mind, who aren't, you know, even who are from here, yep, that sums it up. Um, America. <laughs> but America. America? America. Uh, but that's such a uh, small perspective of what is an enormous place. I mean, you, you go f- within a state even. Okay, so take a big oh, state like yeah. Florida. Go down to Miami. Dun, 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 and then go up to ja- uh, Jacksonville. Or Gainesville, which is in the middle, and it's country, man. It is <laughs> country. Um, they're riding gators. Yeah. <laughs> what you think we're going to do now? Oh, no. Um, but then you look, and, and the same goes for New York State. New York State, New York City. Then you go up to the Hudson Valley, and then you go out to, um, uh, where is it? Rochester. 
It's so different. It's it's New York so, City's a bubble <laughs> compared to the rest of New York State. Well, and that's what's so crazy about it is because you have so many different things within this small area. So you look at New Jersey, which is about the same hey, size as Israel. New Jersey. I know, I know. I've lived there. I wasn't too um sorry, all my friends who are from New Jersey. Um so New Jersey, the shore, Cape May, uh, Newark, um, Trenton, where else? Hoboken, all those places. Jersey City and Hoboken are night and day different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they so, really are. And then you apply that metric to Israel, which is about the same size. And you look at, remember, we were talking last episode about the train ride, just two hours Yes, and you're so different. You go from this, you know, Aladdin's castle desert <laughs> of Beersheba in the best way. It was beautiful <laughs> to like an Adriatic Sea, um, beauty like Haifa, which is not. I know it's not on the Adriatic, but it's got that Mediterranean feel. Yeah, where everything is up on uh, as it goes up the mountain. They said, "Oh, there's a mountain there. I'm gonna put my house." On the top of it. Yeah. No, in the middle. In the middle, because then I'll get a view and a breeze. <laughs> yes. So, um, but that's what I'm talking about. And I touched on this. I think I touched on this in the third episode, diversity. Um, and there, everything's, it, it, there's just such, such a big plethora of stuff and people and food and all of those things. And I, uh, I thought that it was important to show all those things. Now I made you watch something on the trip here. Yes. Um, what did I make you watch? Tony Robbins. Um, positive, <laughs> positive thinking. Okay. So, um, what did you, what did you get from that? Well, since I had a terrible morning, <laughs> I was like, this is really speaking to me on different levels <laughs> right now. I'm like, this is at me personally. There's psychology behind that, though. Yes. So what's important about that and why I had you watch that ties in with what I'm talking about here in the in the paragraph that I in the paragraphs that I read and in what my what our mission for uh this just it's it's actually what a lot of people don't know is 12 cities in israel is bigger than just this podcast it's a media project it's a half hour travel show it's sometimes i do vlogs i got a little i'll be honest i got a little bored with the vlogs Aww. and the well the vlogs were difficult they, to do they're time consuming <laughs> it's not yes they are. You're absolutely right. They are time consuming, but it's a labor of love. I don't mind doing them. Um, but it's difficult to do them when you are not there. Yes, because there's like a before, during, and after part of it. Because you have to create it, and then you have to condense it down to put it out. Yeah, but it's it's kind of hard to... 
Unless you're there, and then it's just like, then, what are you doing? <laughs> no, then if you're there, you're just taking video, you're you're doing it. I've got you with the camera. I've got me standing in front of the camera going, here we are at blah, 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 blah. I'm eating this, and this place is... Yummy. And there you go. And But trying to do it in a small studio in my office at home when I'm 5,000 miles away from Israel is just not the easiest thing to do. Yeah, because you have to you have to come up with subjects and then you if you get an idea for doing that subject, then you have to work it out with someone who's seven hours away. And it it just it becomes it becomes a, a difficult prospect. So 12 Cities in Israel is a larger media project. The The part you're listening to right now is the podcast portion where we uh, discuss, you know, Israel, the fun, the food, the culture. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and uh, so my point with, with, with letting you know what that is, is, is wait a minute. Now I, I think I lost my point. I think because I started talking about the vlogs. What was I talking about? I was talking about positivity. All right. Now, listen. Um, remember positivity because we're going to have to come back to it. I need and very much would like to tell you about, uh, two of our sponsors. Already? Yeah. It's wow. 25 minutes in. We have been booming through this. Um, go us. So, uh, I have to tell you about the water that my partner is drinking right here. I got the grape one this time because I match. I get it by default. And I'll trade with him next time. You get it because I'm nice. So, Neviot, Neviot flavored water is nature at its best. Neviot delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure. It's based on natural mineral neviat natural mineral water which is a one of uh okay rewind english is hard based on neviat natural mineral water one of its kind in israel it's enhanced with five b group vitamins it's naturally sweetened it is low in calories only 35 to 40 calories for per eight fluid ounce there are no preservatives no color additives it is available in an delicious indulging flavors apple peach and grape if you're in israel you should be drinking neviot for more information check out their website (coughs) at www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home that's www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home if you would like to get this water in the United States, visit our next sponsor, Makolet Online. Their main goal is to make Israeli groceries and Judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada. Their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in North America, things like tahini, Israeli chocolates, frozen barekas, and the Neviat water that we are drinking here today. At Makolet Online, you will find your favorite Israel, Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand new flavors. All of their products are kosher and most are manufactured in Israel. If you want the taste of Israel delivered to your home, visit www.makoletonline.com. That's www.makolet.com. 
online.com and order today for an added bonus if you use the code 12 cities in Israel all one word no spaces you will receive 15% off of your entire purchase so again visit www.makolet online and order today that code is 12 the number one two cities in Israel all one word. Look at you. We have a ting. We have a ting. Woo! Yes, we do. So go there, go there, go there. Um, I'm going to be using it a lot. Um, we are going to clean them out. <laughs> I love that place. So, all right. Um, positive, positive, positive. I had you listen to Tony Robbins because I made, <coughs> I made a, a decisive choice where I was only going in my life where I was only going to address the positive. And I'm, I was a, a psych minor mm-hmm. in, in college. And that is not good advice as per psychology. Okay. You cannot ignore the problems. You cannot, you know what I mean? Um, but then I started thinking about the concept and the, I'm going somewhere with this. I started thinking about the concept of ignorance is bliss. And I started to dissect that concept. And I started to think of things in my life that if I didn't spend the added time worrying about these things, would I enjoy other things? Would I enjoy time with my family more? Would I enjoy um, my physical health more? And actually, it's interesting because my physical health actually got better the less I thought about the negative things. And I know that modern psychology wants to dissect the negative, but I had an interesting, interesting bunch of conversations um, with a professor of mine who I took social psychology with her and I took, um, I took positive psychology with her. And there is a move towards, uh, there's a move towards this. They're, they're thinking that since stress has such a negative effect on our physical bodies, this is going to sound counterintuitive, but ignorance of that stress or, putting that stress in a box and throwing it in the ocean and saying, your stress I don't need, go away. A lot of times that stress resolves itself. Now, I thought it was bunk. I thought it was garbage. I was like, that's just ignoring the problem. But no, it's different than that. What it is is it's saying, I'm labeling you a problem. What if I decided I'm, I, I have free will. Mm-hmm. What if I decided that you were no longer a problem? What does that do to the equation? Do you, do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. So we're taking things that were problems and we're saying that's not a problem. That's blown out of proportion. That's 
addressing all of the negative in a thing. And by doing so, ignoring the positive. Because you're so focused on the... it's a, Exactly. It's, so we're putting mentally putting our fingers on the scales towards the negative side. So what I decided to do was say, so, so the reason I bring all this up is because the friend that I had that had the criticism over time, he's part of an organization, an organization that I have difficulty with. Um, it's an organization that goes onto campus and, um, it, how do I put this? It fights against what's the uh it fights against the bds movement you know what the bds movement boycott divest, divest sanction um it 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 fights against the groups that tend to label israel as criminal um and it's a good it's a good fight don't get me wrong people should stand up for israel but I am of the belief that there's a different way to stand up for Israel. Okay. Okay. Um, how many people have a friend that without them saying just through um, your own personal cognitive self-awareness, you know that this person is a really good person based on the things that they do. You probably know quite a few of them, right? Yeah. Okay, um, would you ever disparage that person? No. Because why? There's no reason to. Yes, there's no reason to. And also, how would you be perceived if you were disparaging that person? You look like, like, what are you doing? Like, look like a jerk. Yeah. You look like a real jerk. Uh, now that's not to say this person who we are granting sainthood doesn't have some character flaws. Of course. You know, you, we, we're human too. Yeah. You've walked in and you've seen them do, uh, yell at you or, you know, they had a bad day and they just didn't give you the attention that you needed. Does that generally make them a bad person? No, it just means they're in a bad mood. Yeah, <laughs> just means they're having a bad time. They have a bad situation, like all of us have bad situations, um, and they're trying to work through it, okay? So m what my point is, is I believe the good things in Israel outweigh the negative things. I believe that the number of positive things that Israel stands for does daily um, and the opportunities that it gives are not just to its own people, but to, to other people as well, um, are tremendous. And I think, could they do more? Could they work harder? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone could, every government could. Um, but I think it's important not to, um, paint Israel by a few specific policies that aren't the country that don't stand for the country as a whole. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. 
Okay. So I am. I'm dancing. Can you? Does it seem like I'm dancing? Or am I being specific? Vague enough. Vague enough. Like you're good. Like it's like. Well, because I don't want to go into the policies. I mean, we can we can sit here and we can make it a whole episode on on you know, and I'll say the word. It's it's the word the occupation and um. There are actors on both sides who've got to get together and work this thing out. And on the whole, neither side is willing to get together and work it out to the satisfaction of the other. That's important. To the satisfaction of the other, neither side is willing to meet them, even halfway. Um, And that's your dick on both sides. I'm sorry. Um, Does it mean I don't like Israel? No, not at all. Um, what is it? The United States attacked the uh, the Vietnamese in the Gulf of Tonkin in, in the in the early sixties. It, it was a blatant attack. Does it mean I hate America? No, absolutely. Um, there, America is a wonderful place. Our government has done bad things. Israel's government has done bad things. Um, have all of them been bad? No, I don't think so. But this is not the platform for that discussion. This is a platform for positive discussion. This is a platform to talk about the good achievements, the good things, and, you know, just, just to be happy with, with, uh, I, I'm, I'm rambling. I don't, that's not good. Talk to me. (laughs) wow that was madness no basically what i'm doing is is i i I, am i trying to cover too much ground at once no it's just like what we're what 12 cities is for is not what all that is that will be considered the negative focusing only on the negative but it does it comes back to buzzkill it comes back to these are topics that are opinion topics. These are topics that are, um, that are lightning rod topics. And that's not what we're about. That's not who we are. Um, what we are is we're here to show you all of the good things. We're here to tell you about, um, what are we here to tell you about? We're here to tell you about the food that I had when I was in Yafo which was a uh, mixed grill, which was lamb, chicken, and entrecote, which is like beef. We're here to tell you about the wonderful people we met. Um, one of them was Lila, who runs the OSP. Um, Abigail. Yes. <laughs> uh, Abigail Sparrow, who lives in Tel Aviv and uh, was the wonderful owner of our Airbnb and about another gentleman, Israel, who was the owner of the Airbnb um, the last time I went. And it is probably the best one I've been in uh, because it, it just, it, it was so wonderful, the porch, everything about it. I'll put pictures up on Instagram about Abigail's it. Abigail's had a swing, so that's what sold me. <laughs> yes, but... That one's no longer in existence. I know. That one is a construction site. So I'm sorry. I know. Abigail, um, if you're listening. 
She should be. Um, so yeah, I, I hate to have to filter through all that because it does bring a negative spin into the conversation. Um, but the bottom line is we're here to be positive. I, I went through a big dramatic change in my life where I had a lot of negative things going on in my life. Um, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, uh, did you know I'm agoraphobic? Really? Yeah. So agoraphobia is a crippling social anxiety, which key. So the um, the model that people usually use is those those twins who were uh, in the New York apartment with the stacks and stacks of New York Times. You know what I'm talking about? And they never left. No. Well, that happened. So I uh, decided specifically that that wasn't going to be me anymore so i decided to interject the positive into my life uh part of that journey was 12 cities in israel um and uh, so so that's actually and and that comes from that decision to focus on the positive that's interesting actually um Remember, I went to Israel the first time and then I came back and I, I think we discussed it on this podcast where I had said I got a lot of pushback. I got a lot of flack. People were. Yeah. So that was the buzzkill topics. Certain people came up to me and said, I want to tell you how much I hate this. I want to tell you how much I hate that. Do you remember who is the girl from Los Angeles? Don't say her name, but I'm, I'm saying so you remember the girl from Los Angeles the Mexican girl, not in Denny. Oh, okay. Okay. So she specifically came to the OSP to criticize Israel. She specifically came to the OSP to take a trip into the Palestinian territories, which school said specifically, you're not allowed to go there. While you're with us, you are not allowed to go there. We cannot keep you safe. Because for a Jew, for an American, for someone who is not a a citizen, I guess, of the Palestinian Authority, um, or or a Palestinian or an Arab or whatever, um, if you are not one of those two things and you are in the Palestinian territories, it's not safe for you. It's just not. They can't guarantee your safety. People have been killed. Um, students have been killed. Uh, really, it's it's a bad situation. And she took a trip specifically to go there. She has photos of it on her Facebook or all that. So um, she specifically went there to show this is who I am and this is the type of person that I am. And it's reason why she went on this mission. Okay. And the reason I bring it up is because there's a lot of people who feel this way because not enough has been done, uh, to show how much good Israel does on a daily basis and how good the Israeli people are. They just want to focus on the negative aspects. Yeah. 
So what happened was when I got back from Israel the first time, I said, you know, I'm doing this show. And I had to really look for a focus, look for why I wanted to do it. And I wanted to do it to basically, and I hate to use this word, but I, I wanted to do it to combat all of the negativity that was coming out about Israel. Because I I don't even want to tell this story. Um, there was a certain member of the faculty who specifically asked me to stop talking about Israel. Um, and I'll tell you later. Um, and that really chapped my ass. That really made me mad and, uh, really pushed me towards, but I'm going to tell you, I was going through this chrysalis moment where I was trying to change who I was, where I was trying to change not my personality, but my point of view, my perception, how I was perceiving things. And I was trying to bring positivity more to the forefront. So I used the anger I had from his um, response. Yeah. And channeled it into 12 cities in Israel, which is, uh, it's a fluff piece. That's it. Uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's well, no, it's like, it's like having a friend and I don't have anything bad to say about them. Oh, you know what I mean? That's honestly, that's what it is. Israel is like having a friend and I'm, I don't have anything bad to say about them, you know, and you can come up and you can say, well, but I heard your friend did this to Jenny and saying, okay, um, I don't know anything about that. Or I do know about that, but it's none of my business. Mm-hmm. Or I don't like that he did that. But that doesn't mean that he's not my friend anymore. Because I'm not a fair weather friend. At all. But basically, um, yeah. I've had too many positive experiences. Um, th- and it, it, it just means so much to me. And also, you know, I will address the elephant in the room. Um, and it's my keeper. I'm religious. Okay. I'm, I'm not religious. I'm observant. That's, that's my more comfortable response. Um, and Israel does mean something to me on a religious level. Um, but it's so funny because (laughs) when I was there, a friend of mine who happens to be a rabbi, uh, said, did you do anything religious when you were there? Because I looked at your Facebook and it looks like all you did was eat and travel. And I went, oh, yeah. That's the point. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, and that's how I wound up gaining this brand new perspective. Um, that's how I wound up, you know, looking at Israel like, like I had never seen anything before. So. And that's what you want to bring to other people. That's exactly what I want. And what 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 I want to do. Uh well no, go on about that. Um cuz well I remember you talking to me about the idea of the show on the shuttle bus and I was exactly probably what the general view of Israel is. Whatever's on TV, something religious that, something political that, that's it. And until I physically went there and saw that Life goes on outside of that realm, and it's like, it's refreshing, and it's, it's, 
nice to know that like you can talk about Israel and it doesn't have to be exhausting and you're not dancing around other things trying to keep other people comfortable it's like no I can talk about it as if I went to Florida or went to the DR or anywhere else like it's still a country that I visited to have a good experience in wow yeah so that's funny that you say that because what you said about having your perspective changed about having your views changed um was exactly I had a I had a so much has happened recently that's relevant to this podcast. I had a conversation with my wife um, and she was talking about, she had never been to Israel. She's Catholic. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Bombshell. Boom. That's a bunker buster right there. So I wasn't always observant. True story. Um, and then I'd gotten married. Uh, we had our son. And I had decided somewhere along this journey to to become more observant, to, you know, renew my connection, my spiritual connection. And it freaked her out so bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All of her Catholic senses were like, man, I'm seeing the horns underneath that thing. Um, no, she's not that bad. Um, so she was telling me that it wasn't until she was in Israel and saw me there in that country that she realized how spiritual I was on my own because the majority of the people that we ran across and saw every day in the street were not religious and religion almost seemed like an afterthought in Israel, the same way it feels like an afterthought here in the United States. Yes. Crazy, right? Yes. So everyone's on the same wavelength. Um, so, all right. So we, I, I've, it's been a scenic route very very scenic route through trying to explain exactly what 12 cities in israel and what 12 cities in israel is and i i don't know that i've done a good job i don't think i've been clear enough i think it's been a very fragmented view into more into my psyche than into actually what the show is does that make that's sense? That's where it originated, essentially. And so, like, all right. So, bottom line, Israel <laughs> is a positive discussion. Yes, we're dipping our toes in. That was good. <laughs> she always comes up with the good ones. Um, It's a positive discussion. And I brought Tony Robbins up because it, it's, it's it, that honesty in just addressing what is important to you defines what's important to you so if i can be honest that these are the things that are important to me about israel and all the other stuff is background noise it will be offensive to some people 
who have agendas. It will be offensive to some people who want to make points. And for that, I'm sorry. But this platform is a positive place to talk about Israel. A place to talk about the people who are from there. A a place to talk about the food. All the wonderful... See, I hate Instagram because it keeps showing me Israeli food. (laughs) And about the music... Um, which Revivo Project, yeah. Yes. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying those songs. I love putting them at the beginning. It's and, fun. <laughs> yeah, and go on iTunes and get more of their stuff. Their stuff is awesome. Spam if you, them. Absolutely. Go. What? what? Spam them. Get their music. <laughs> yes, get their music. Um, I also want to tell you that in the, I want to tell you a little bit, I've, I've told you that we're, what our goal is. Um, but I want to tell you what we're going to be doing over the next year. So over the next year, we plan to do what I call an eight and four, uh, formula. And that is eight months in Israel or no, eight. Wow. We were close. Um, (laughs) if my wife is listening, I got that wrong. Uh, eight months in the U S four months in Israel. And what we would do is we would break that up into four months here, two months there four months here, two months there. And the reason why we're going to be doing that is because we feel that the best way for you to hear about Israel is from Israel. Yes. And from Israelis. So we're going to get another boom, um, another microphone or two, and we're going to interview people from Israel. And we're going to have them, some of them famous, some of them important, all of them important. To us. Uh, absolutely. Um, but all of them incredibly interesting. Um, and we want to bring that to you. And we feel that that's the best way to tell you about Israel is from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Um, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And and it's gonna it's it's ah i'm so excited about it and i want to get rotem sella um who is an announcer on the like eurovision thing and she's just a sweetheart and i really want to interview her and i also want to interview um who else do i want to interview a ton of people ton of ton of ton of people um one day i will get together a list of people that i want to interview actually yeah i should do that um get together a list of people i want to interview so we can guilt them into coming onto our show (laughs) um okay it is uh it's about that time um i know this was a meandering one and i appreciate you guys listening to it um it is it was meandering no we appreciate you listening oh definitely (laughs) um i just thought it was important to get that out of the way uh, the conversation that I had over this weekend about this show and about, you know, what it was, uh, I needed to do to define that to you. And I hope I did a, at least a mediocre job to the best of our ability at All right, this point cool. in time. <laughs> so, um, on that note, let me tell you about a couple of things, a couple of programs that are really important to me. Um, one of them is Ale. Ale helps children with complex disabilities receive state-of-the-art medical, educational, 
and rehabilitative care in Alay's four facilities. In addition, Alay provides thousands of outpatient treatments annually. Without Alay, many of these children would be forced to spend their lives in hospitals with no opportunities for rehabilitation, education, and the love and warmth of a home. Please visit www.alay.org. That's www.aleh.org and see if there is a way that you can help. Listen, I went on their Instagram page. They have 268 followers. I'm really angry. I'm actually really angry, and I, it takes a lot to get me ticked off. But these are spe- people with special needs. These are people who have mental and physical disabilities. Um, their posts are so beautiful and so inspiring. Um, go on there, follow them, like their stuff, love their stuff. If you can, give them a couple of bucks. They deserve it more than we do. Um, the next group I want to talk about, the next organization I want to talk about is Schneider Children's Medical Center of Israel. It's the only comprehensive tertiary care hospital of its kind in the country and in the Middle East, offering the full range of pediatric disciplines under one roof to all children from 0 to 18. Since its establishment in 1991, Schneider Children's has revolutionized the practice of pediatric medicine in the country and has been recognized as one of the leading pediatric institutions in the world. To see what you can do for them, please visit www.schneider.org.il forward slash ENG. That's www.schneider.org.il forward slash ENG. And we will also it's important we want to let you know that we want to film six episodes of our full half hour length 12 cities in israel travel show to do this we need to be in israel to film eight and four um through fundraising we are trying to make our budget of fifty thousand dollars this will include airfare and lodging equipment and transportation around israel and a host of other things that are required when on location with a crew of four people for seven weeks in another country. By giving us just $2, you can bring us closer to the $50,000 that we need and enable us to bring the full 12 Cities in Israel web series to life. That's the uh, that's the show where we go to the 12 different cities and we um, spend a half hour showing you some of the sites, some of the places to eat, and ask people from those cities what they lo- why do you love Beersheba? why do you love Haifa why do you love Tel Aviv and uh you get some interesting characters man <laughs> and some of them don't make the cut for the show but man um, are they fun to watch later um but yeah so that's what we'd like to do and if you could go to our website hit that PayPal button um we'd really appreciate it um all right thank you so much for joining us for the 12 cities in israel podcast don't forget to subscribe to our feed and become a part of the 12 cities in israel community we'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week so keep your eyes out for that you can find it on itunes google play stitcher tune in i said in tune last episode it is tune in and spotify and also, please visit us on our YouTube channel where you can see the video version of this podcast. 
and our other videos that we've produced and created, including our full-length travel episode of the city of Beersheba in southern Israel. And while you're there, please share it and subscribe, and check us out on our website at www.12citiesinisrael.com and on our Facebook page and Instagram, where Michael posts every day brand new pictures of his travels in Israel. And that's it for now. Toda rova. Vejitro. Ve... Yalla bye.